My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about the theme of critical illness and how it can be used for shadow work. So the title of the show is Using Stage 3 Cancer for Shadow Work, very specifically. Um, my guest is Elizabeth O'Neill. She's a sound healer, kundalini yoga teacher, and functional practitioner. And um, she has a very um, interesting story about how she awakened to her intuition and her spiritual gifts and her ability to help others through her own illness and, and also um, how to integrate the shadows that kept her stuck for a long time. Uh, we were talking before we started recording the show and realized how much we have in common. Um, some of you know my story of, of really dealing with just syndrome type chronic illness uh, because of my own lifestyle choices, but it, you know, really it was connected to my emotional state and how so much stuff was unprocessed. And if I didn't process it in my life, my spirit guides came down and said, you're going to be dead or disabled in 10 years. So you may, better make a choice. You can go this way or that way. And so that that really um, instigated my own healing journey. So I was really interested to talk to Elizabeth because her story is very similar. So welcome, Elizabeth. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me here today. You are very welcome. So why don't you share first what you do as a sound healer, kundalini yoga teacher, and functional practitioner? So my whole... Um role is helping people optimize their health. So I use the functional um, testing to look at the terrain of people's body. So to really find out, because typically the people that come to see me um, have either got a diagnosis of some sort um, or they're, they're getting some very obvious symptoms that they're not happy about anymore. So I look at what is happening uh, within the body, where are there healing opportunities? And I always put them on a, a protocol that's a whole lifestyle. But then I use the sound and the kundalini to look at what are the underlying emotions that they are just recycling over and over and over and have really their whole lives or the majority of their lives. What are the the behaviors that they just keep doing over and over and over. So I help them really see, just like I look at the whole map of the body, it's the whole map of the bodies, all of the bodies, and then working um, to heal and just look, look at these things, bring, bring light into um, these darker darker places. And people always say, because um, my story is about cancer, well, you know, not all, you know, so what, all cancer can be healed by doing this. Uh, no, you know, working on optimizing your health and optimizing your wellness can look like just living better, 
living absolutely the best, most fulfilling life that you can in the best physical health that you can achieve in whatever amount of time that might be. So I think that's really important. We, because we, people never like to talk about death and it is the one thing that we can say is, is always coming. I don't know why we don't talk about it. So what, we don't know when it's coming, mm-hmm. cancer or not, you know, yeah. whatever the, it's coming. Mm-hmm. So instead of pretending it's not coming, let's live fully. Let's live exactly. fully. Exactly. This life is a blink of an eye. We we don't realize that till the very end, no matter how long we live, but yeah. it ends up being so quick and so short. And um, we could go on and on about that. Um, but <laughs> as far as, um, you know, I'm going to back up a little bit. You mentioned the bodies. So I think I know what you're you're talking about with that, the light body, the energy body, the the emotional body. But can you share a little bit more about how you approach that holistic Inner, you know, kind of energetic complex of what a human being is. Yeah. So typically what I'll do with someone is look at what's happening with their chakras. So, and then look at what they may be holding um, in their aura as well. So I can locate things relating to organs. So actually on the body or on the chakras, or we can find things that are sitting sort of around, around, um, their aura, things that have just um, attached to them, mm-hmm. cords, beliefs, blocks, tears, all of these things. Um, and then those those stories eventually will come out. That's sort of like the mental body of what is, how do they talk to themselves? What, what are these stories all the time that the brain is just um, putting them through? And that's where Kundalini Yoga is really helpful for getting people into the neutral mind and clearing. It just naturally clears these stories away over time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. We had a a wonderful Kundalini yoga center here for many years. Um, and I'd go there for gong washes and, and some meditations and never, you know, learned all that much about it, but kind of dipped my toe in a lot of different yoga disciplines. Um, and there is something special about about that kind of healing purpose of just just starting to channel that bright light energy and that that God energy uh, through your yes. body and opening up to it. Um, you know, with energy clearing, we do that with Reiki, we do that um, in different ways. So so very, very cool stuff. And, and I love how you talk about changing the story. I, that's a big, I, I can't count how many times I've mentioned changing the story, how important that is. And it's a shamanic kind of thing as well um, to say we change our reality by the story we tell ourselves. And so that, you know, that's just as much shamanic medicine as it is Kundalini medicine. Um, how, how would you say, like, give us an example of how helping a client or patient change a story kind of released a health issue or released a major issue that they, they saw some healing with. I love to hear these kind of inspirational stories. If you don't mind, you don't have to name names. No, but. <laughs> I won't name a name. I've got someone who um, was, she had had breast cancer and she had been through, um, she'd been through all the, uh, all the conventional treatment. She was on all the medication and 
she was just having issues where it was um they weren't happy that it was going to have been gone and so her friend had said why don't you try something else a bit different because I have some training in integrative oncology as well so she came along to see me we started to bring that in and it became really obvious that the pro she was really focused on this protocol the supplements and her tick boxes and perfect perfect client in that way but it became like very obvious this had nothing to do with the supplements because I would be like okay well let's why don't you come in and we'll get one of the our you know our hands-on sessions no no too busy too busy too busy mm -hmm. I thought okay there's something um there's a resistance here this is this is where we need to get her in and um we discovered via so we mapped her energy first and we went in we did a meditation and we discovered that she really had this this memory of being ignored so she had this memory of being ignored um and so what she had learned to do is just be good just be good just be good by other people just do the right thing just keep smiling and then she had gone through this pattern of dating and marrying um, men who left her, abandoned her. And she would just smile through it and be good. And no, no one in her life wanted to know if she was okay because she was the one that kept um, smiling. And at the end, it was uh, that was all in one session. It was very, um, wow. yes. So That's she was clearly uh -huh. ready, yeah, mm -hmm. ready for that. And um, she never cried. She was someone that never cried. You know, she was really, really releasing a lot. And she went away and started to set set boundaries around what she um, was and was not available for. And she, there was a certain, there was a particular person in her life that was really pushing on this with her. And she started to um, reshape that. And her recent tests we've done that have come back are excellent so far so improvements all across the board um she looks better she's uh, happier she's happier within her family life she's just um she just looks totally different and she's lost that fear that fear that on, that is always there with cancer so she's still a work in progress yeah um, but with cancer it it is it is a long-term Mm -hmm. project well and and it just it does go to show and i've heard so many different stories like this that it is it's like um energy the body doesn't know what to do with you know it doesn't know how to metabolize it so it just kind of stores it somewhere and whether that's from sometimes it is from a, a, a you know eating things you shouldn't but a lot of times if you're if you're medi medicating with that food you shouldn't be eating there's usually something else going on so it's a combination that's all locked in together um, and so that's a beautiful example of how her aha moment like released her and helped her body sort of, oh, let's do this, let's do this work of getting you back into balance. So you told me that you have, uh, you know, maybe not the same story, but you have your own story of um, kind of avoiding your authentic self or your, your, your true voice, really, and kind of going through some things that led to where you are now. <clears throat> so through that darkness of depression, through that darkness of realizing you have cancer, 
and now realizing that it had to do with not speaking your truth. Can you share a little bit about that history and that story? Yep. So really my whole life, and I didn't know this, I was um, somebody that had absolutely no boundaries. And I didn't realize this at the time, but I was always part of a codependent um, relationship. So I was the one that, so the codependent person would sort of find, and I guess I was the enabler, right? Just, um, I suppose I would attract a lot of anxious attachment types, but obviously that was, that was a dynamic that had occurred with me um, growing up. And I didn't know. I didn't know I was doing that. And so I went through my life really actually not having any real friends, but not understanding why. So I would be sort of used. Mm. And um, when I suddenly realized, okay, this is not an equal friendship. I'm going to, you know, set a boundary and and this can't go on. I I would then be basically discarded. Mm. And obviously that's not the other person's fault. I was the other side in that dynamic. But I really went through my teens, early twenties, just really lonely, really, really lonely. And I, I have always felt very, very, very different anyway. So I felt very different, really lonely. And I couldn't figure out why I was a good person. I was a good, loyal friend. What, what was different about me? So I start, you know, this pattern started to run in my mind, you know, nobody really likes you. Nobody's interested in you. Just, just under the surface while I smiled, while I just smiled and kept saying yes. Mm. Um, and then in my 20s, I had, you know, a couple of toxic relationships, which again, I'm half of that. And I definitely started to become dependent at this point on alcohol. That was how I was numbing out from my reality. I tried a few times to ask for help. Um, it, it was sort of, uh, you'll be fine. You're always the happy one. That, that typical mental health story we hear, right? when the happy mm-hmm. person comes forward and asks, asks for help. Mm-hmm. And then I ran away from my problems and decided I would move. I would move city. That would, that would solve it. I'll, I'll move city. Cause I still hadn't figured out this code codependency piece or anything like this. That's a tricky one. <laughs> yep. Right. And, uh, moved, got to London. It just it happened again, it just happened again and again and met my partner started to and he was actually really the first healthy relationship actually that had come into my life so he was a real divine uh gift for me because I wasn't waking up I wasn't getting the point Um, and I had worked with crystals as a child I was a qualified aromatherapist I knew all about the chakras at this point I should have known a bit better but uh then I had my son deeply depressed deeply deeply depressed at this point again just numbing out And what happened for me is I found out that a friend that I'd made spread a rumor about me Mm -hmm. and I just collapsed. I remember I collapsed on the floor and I was actually, I I called out. I actually called out to God. I didn't even know what my belief in God was, but I was just lying on the floor. Like I cannot, I can't do this anymore. I don't know what's happening. I'm trying my best and I feel stuck. I feel constantly stuck and blocked. These were the, this was the story, stuck, stuck, stuck. 
a few days later, I found Kundalini Yoga. I worked with Kundalini Yoga. I started to look at where these stories were coming from. Um, and I found a lot of it within my family dynamic. And then right as I was ready to grow my work a little bit more, I got this, um, because I was still not really using my voice. So I was working, I was now using sound and Kundalini, but I still felt very just, I wanted to talk, but I wasn't really, and I couldn't connect what I meant. And my partner would say, just speak, just speak. I am speaking, but nobody's listening. And I was diagnosed um, after many, many mess ups with uh, thyroid cancer, really, really advanced uh, right round the neck. And what it really unraveled for me after that was thyroid cancer is really deeply linked with feeling thwarted, right? Feeling blocked, feeling like you can just never, ever, you're trying and you can't feeling like nobody is listening to you, feeling like you give and you give and you give and people are taking from you. And it literally grew arms and legs in my throat because I didn't deal with it. Mm. And I didn't know to deal with it. I didn't know. It actually had to be that strong a wake-up call for me to understand the severity of how I had ignored myself over all this time and how toxic it was. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And yeah, that kind of feeling of running out of time or never being, I hear it's also a, a kind of a time keeper in our bodies. So that feeling of, yeah, pushing forward, pushing forward, running out of time. And thank you for sharing that um, amazing story because so many out there are facing these kinds of issues and wondering, you know, why me? There's that question of, well, let's think about that emotional body and that spiritual body and this, the spiritual body that is the chakra system that holds these codes and holds these secrets that we can unlock if we look um, yes. and, and kind of open up to the fact that our point of view has so much to do with the reality we're experiencing, including what's happening in our bodies. So constant mystery we're, we're still figuring out, but I, I love Elizabeth that you're doing this work and, and helping people kind of unpeel it one layer at a time. Um, so lately, um, you know, that was a couple of years ago that you were diagnosed. How's it been going recently as, as you've had this awareness and day after day, you're looking after yourself. Um, what does it look like now when you're kind of keeping yourself present with the message that you've received? So what it looks like now is I know I, I no longer tolerate um, I know I no longer tolerate being told who I am, um, what I'll do, when I'll do it. I no longer tolerate having, oh, you know, you know where people make passing comments. Well, you're just like that because blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't tolerate that. I put myself first. I am understanding and accepting 
that I don't have full control over what's going to happen, but I have full control over how I show up and that this was a gift for me. It was, it was a gift as that is still a painful thing to even say. It's a, it's like one of these bittersweet, Mm -hmm. it was a, is it is a gift and I, I I still have cancer I live with it every day I keep it my protocol keeps it um I have outlived that prognosis and I don't know how long that will go I like to think how long it will go but I, I don't know and so I refuse to participate in life in the way that I was and if people can't respect that and if people don't like that then I don't have them in my life and I've been called selfish and all sorts of names, but not being selfish could have killed me. Right. And right. we have to, we have to switch this script. There's a lot of guilting on people. Well, you should do that because it's the right thing to do. Well, no, no, no. It wasn't right by me. I had an alcohol dependency. I had postnatal depression. At age 35, I had cancer. And not one person has offered me help that's actually wrong that's wrong so yeah when you're when you're deciding on those boundaries because we like to talk about intuition so much on the show how does your intuition play into that i know like for me sometimes it's a yeah part of me would like to say yes to that or doesn't see anything wrong with that but it's the internal yes or no that i have to listen to in order to keep my life on track so how does that feel sound occur for you in order to help you keep those healthy boundaries. So if it's somebody that I know previously has not respected my boundaries, I just, it's just a no. Yeah. Um, if it's somebody newer, I typically don't answer immediately. Because so I think the really good thing about modern day world is you're typically getting asked things by text, right? Yeah. You so I will, <laughs> yeah, I will sort of get the invite and I will really, really sit. I actually sit down. I sit down, I take a few breaths, I tune in and I feel inside, do I want, do I feel good? Does this feel good for me to meet this person or do this thing? Same with business. Does it feel right to do this collaboration? Does it feel right to, to do this offering or whatever? It is a, it, and it's usually what you've known in, in that inst- in the instant anyway. Like I remember when I got my diagnosis and they told me, this is what you're going to do. They tell you, this is what you're going to do. No, 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 no. And in the, it was like the room slowed and I looked around and it was like this drop. No, I'm not. Just full body. No, I'm not. And I was, I did have a tuning into that, but we can learn that. We can learn to do that by taking the time out to listen um, to the body. I think the body is a really strong, intuitive vehicle. It is. Absolutely. And people want other gifts, right? They, you know, I want to be a clairvoyant. I want this, I want that. But the easiest one you can actually uh, activate is the one you're walking around in. That's right. That's our internal GPS system for sure. And it's, yeah, our nervous system is hooked up to it. All our organs are hooked up to it. And Oh, I've got some stories I could share too of, of, you know, gallbladder attack at a time where I was being very indecisive, <laughs> you know, yes. or, you know, um, yeah, low blood sugar when I felt like I couldn't handle something in the moment, you know, things like that. It, it's just, there's so many different stories and it's, you know, depending on how connected or disconnected is how much we notice, you know, it's happening, whether you notice it or not. 
Um, those of us that notice sometimes sound crazy to those that don't, and that's okay too. <laughs> so. And we, we spoke about this before the, the show started, but it's also, if you, if someone's listening and they think, well, I, I don't know how to do that. I was sharing about how people will come back to me, right? Well, my doctor said this, or my friend said this, or what do you think? It's stopping there. And before you even, it's stop handing over these questions to everybody, but but yourself start to sit with the question for a little while if you're not getting that immediate hit and if you're if you're if you tend to have people pleasing or codependent tendencies it can be difficult to tell yourself or empathic tendencies to tell what is yours versus someone else but that's great advice elizabeth to to take a break from everybody go out in the woods by yourself if you need to or take a weekend alone to just be with your energy and 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 let it let it influence you more than other people influence you. If there's anything I've learned um, through my studies of NLP and hypnosis and just story work in general, that we are always living in somebody's story. We're either living in the outside, the, what the TV says, what the internet says, or we're living in what, what we say inside. Um, and so it's it's important to be self-directed in that way and to, to listen deeply to ourselves. So that's great advice. So um, we've come to the part in the show that I always like to, to share a gift for you for coming on and sharing your light um, and talk about some challenges. And you've, you've kind of mentioned them along the way, these friends and, and people in your life that sometimes just criticize your choices um, or, or say what you're doing is stupid or wrong. Can you share how that's come up for you recently and, and what kind of um, barrier that gives you to really truly living in your truth or your intuition and not a barrier, but how it's still a little bit of a battle, maybe. I mean, the, the most, the, the biggest one is I've very, very minimal support for my, the, the choices I have made, um, with, with cancer. So I, um, took a surgery, there was a compression on my windpipe and then I declined everything after that. And, um, that has gone down like, a ton of bricks with um almost everyone you know it's just either it was either very people were not happy about it or it's just not discussed at this point and um, my partner does support me and really that that often pulls me back into the story of why does nobody care right why does nobody care about me what like you know if if that person made that choice, I would back them. You know, I would be. So it, that often can pull me back there where I have to stop. Say, hey, you know, we're not going to go back there. It's not about that. This is really about their own fears that they're deflecting on me. Um, but it can be distracting. It can be distracting. Yeah, absolutely. And and when you're when you're kind of stepping up and and being a leader for others and and a healer for others or a helper a healer helper, um, helping them heal, it can be difficult when you've got this things in your personal life that are still reflecting that shadow or that <clears throat> lack of support for what you're sharing with the world. And I think it's in my estimation or my um, observation, let's say, it's almost like most lightworkers, healers, uh, you know, those that are here to help in that way have at least one issue in their family of origin that that kind of pulls us back. And it's, it's very ironic, <laughs> I think, yeah. at a certain point, because you're out there serving and helping so many. And you, you know, either you're not recognized by that family of origin, or that person in your life, or 
you're not supported. So it's, or you can't help them. I think that can be an ironic thing too. They, they could be served well by what you offer, but they, they won't be open to it. Um, so I think that's something that, that comes and goes with many of us. And for you, I'm seeing that this is your spiritual maturity blossoming um, as I pulled the cards here. And it's your wise woman self coming into the world like like you hatched, <laughs> you hatched out of that more, um, you know, pleasing, smiling version of yourself. It was always in there, this this very wise woman, but you've now come out completely as this this different being. And I feel like the people in your life that struggle with it don't recognize you almost. They, they think you've changed so much and why are you so different? Uh, why can't we have this influence over you? And if anything, you're learning to to work with the flow and, and manifest in the way that your spirit guides and your higher power has guided you to do. Um, and the more that you work with the skills that you know uh, to be true within you, the more that you can dance around this and, and kind of allow them to have their own stories while you are allowed to have yours. And, and kind of, a, uh, I think it points to an awareness that we're all living in very different realities while living in this holographic shared reality. It's very, yeah. <laughs> that kind of, you know, very fractal awareness, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. We're just co- we're, we can coexist ac- across it all. Yes, exactly. And just saying you, you're over there in that vibration and that story, and that's just fine. It does not have to have an effect on, on me at all. It's just, that's, that's where you are. And this is where I am. And we'll, we'll kind of cross over in that Venn diagram somewhere in between as, as much as we can. But if it gets sticky, if it gets negative, I got to go. That's where my, my boundary is. And I think um, time budgets are good with, with that kind of situation when you don't want to completely cut yourself off from those relationships. Like, well, I can do two hours once a month, or, you know, I can call them once a week, whatever it is for you. But beyond that, then we get into that pattern and we, we stop being present with each other. So and I, I limit what I share. I have a limitation now on how much. Yeah, that's good. I will go into. Yeah, good. And that's it. And that's boundary too, because nobody needs to know everything. No, no way. <laughs> you can have your own world and your own thoughts and, and all of that. And I think that's a good point for those listening out there with codependent tendencies, we tend to feel with whatever boundary violations we had in childhood, that we have to tell everybody close to us everything about ourselves. And we absolutely don't. And that's where that lack of boundaries can come in. Like, oh, well, if we have relationships, we're just, they're an extension of me. Like, no, they're not. No, It's absolutely okay. And you're not hiding anything. You're just, you're, there's certain things that you're ready to share and certain things you aren't. So, um, Elizabeth, I'm seeing you're coming out of a time of seeing through illusions very clearly. So everything that you're seeing about these relationships is very true. Your spirit guides guided you back over and over again to try to teach you this. And now it's like, it's clicking, right? You're like, I see it for what it is. I'm not going to wrestle with it anymore. If anything, um, you're being asked in the, the near future to not hide your gifts or your wisdom to share more freely um, where people are needing it, but in the you're right in the close relationships where this shows up to to then keep your cards close to your chest. So again, that that living in two different realities at once, but finding peace with it. That's the key for you. Is is saying yes, this sucks. It's not ideal, but it is what it is. So if do you find yourself fighting against that or frustrated by that sometimes? 
I have done, but I have been learning recently that you know what it's uh it's okay so this completely resonates good good yeah and in that way um i don't know about you but some dysfunctional quote-unquote feeling relationships become quite functional because it's like well i'm not upset about it anymore yeah (laughs) i'm literally not i've let it go and i've got the boundary there that keeps me happy in this this relationship or at least accepting and and they you can go your way you can go my way or i can go my way but the more funny enough your attitude is the crow which is all about speaking your truth even when people don't like it really (laughs) yes if you think about a crow sitting on a fence caw 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 they're (laughs) annoying everybody they don't care they just say what it they say tell it like it is they they scream as loud as they want and they're the truth they do colors. don't they hmm, yes okay <laughs> so, <laughs> i'll blame well, it on the crow then yes the crow medicine is with you so that's your main um, attitude and your current um helping influences is getting grounded in your magic so getting grounded in the way that you understand manifestation in terms of manifesting health manifesting balance um and the biggest thing that's going to challenge you here is just taming your thoughts so as you get into your kundalini work even deeper the quietude of practicing presence um, is going to help you weather any kind of storms going on in that personal field in that personal life Um, you're at the you're beyond the worst of it and i feel like it's just now I see who I'm becoming in the next couple of years. And if I can become more of my Buddha nature, more of my, you know, connection to source nature, nothing's going to be able to come in and shake that. Um, So, and I can see a lot of spiritual teaching with you as, you know, you're a functional practitioner, but, you know, teaching, writing, um, speaking in groups, um, this kind of thing where you feel very much on purpose and very much in your power. Um, and you've hatched, like I said, you've hatched into this wise woman that's always been there. <laughs> I've hatched into a crow. Yes, into the crow woman. <laughs> so I'm glad that resonates with you. <laughs> it does. That was beautiful. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, it's very cool to meet you today. And I thank you for sharing your story. I know it's going to inspire some people out there and anybody, even if you don't have a physical illness, even just depression or anxiety. Um, These are things, if you really take a look at them, be with them, embrace them, and listen to your intuition to navigate them, this is the work. This is the shadow work that that brings us into the place where we can help others or at least live our highest and best lives, right? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Great. Well, thank you so much again for being here, Elizabeth. I wish you the very, very best with everything. You too. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We will catch you next time. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, If you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. 
At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.